0: I've been super crazy busy lately, or at least it feels like I've been super crazy busy. For one thing, I've actually had some unusual opportunities that have happened recently. I actually just signed on to do this new business opportunity through a close friend of mine. But I feel like that's not something I'm going to tell a lot of the listeners about, at least not until I do a little more in the business, till I feel a little more comfortable, or even Might just save that for a Patreon or some kind of exclusive broadcast because I do feel like it's something of a gift. And for me to tell you about this business would be me essentially extending a gift to you. So I feel like that's something that I may just hold off a little bit on, kind of figure out how I would present it and how I'm going to do it. But one of the interesting things about working with this company is that they do a lot of things that are very similar to another program I've been involved with lately called Rewired. And it's kind of interesting when you start hearing the same thing from multiple sources. Like, for instance, you can look up anything about how to make more money, and usually you will see a lot about abundance mindset. You will see a lot about mindfulness. You'll see things about where to put your emotional focus and where to put your mental focus and things like that. And you read about this once, and you see it in one source, and you're like, okay, that's a little woo-woo, as one person put it for me so sometimes you're like yeah whatever and especially if you're an attorney and you're a very logically minded person and you kind of have this whole well we're not into mysticism and magic you're thinking okay whatever that's nice but you start hearing it multiple times like you see it a second time you hear it a third time you hear it a fourth time as you start seeing it more and more and more you're like okay there's some connection here and if you're a person of faith then you start saying okay there's connection here too So isn't this how faith works? Isn't this how God or whatever your deity of choice is? Don't they work that way too? So I actually went to an event for this company yesterday and we got to create vision boards. So I had a vision board before when I worked with my manager. And I remember a little while later as I was looking at this vision board, as I was doing different things, I had a photograph and I was like, wow, a lot of that has come true. Like, in fact, on my vision board, back when I was living in my old apartment, I had a vision of a cat on a pile of money. I had my family. I had the guy I was seeing at the time, and we did end up dating for a little bit, although ultimately it didn't work out. I did end up getting somebody else that I dated for a little bit. Didn't work out later on, but now I did incorporate some of that in my vision board of my heart's ready to receive love. So we'll see what happens. I did put on there, you know, to signify dating. I didn't want to signify, oh, I want to have kids. I'm not necessarily signifying, oh, I want to get married because I'm not exactly in a mad rush to do that unless things were right. But, you know, love is one of those things that you can't plan that timing. And any of you who's listened to this podcast know or if you know me, you know that I kind of have a not very good history with Valentine's Day. So this year, it looks like I am preparing to do my single person's ritual as I typically do every year. fortunately for me there's actually a wing stop right within walking distance of my apartment right now so I can actually go there and get that and I was looking at prices for chocolate covered strawberries and I'm like you know what I also have a 15% discount code for pickup because I sent you know I signed up with a new email address and apparently a lot of companies won't let you just create a new email address and modify that when you sign up with these accounts So if you don't really like a particular email you're using and you don't want all the mail and all the advertisements coming to that email address, it's like, okay, crap. Now you have to set up a whole new account because these people can't bother to change your email address somehow. Like you can't change it and they can't change it on the phone or something. Or even sending an email and saying, hey, can you update my email address? They don't seem to do that. It's crazy. But I have my dear little darling kitties, so I'm going to hang out with them. That's kind of my plan. I did that last year too even though it was kind of crazy when I was doing court appearance work and I was trying to go get my pickup order and my pickup order felt like it took eons to get and I was in a literal rush at the time. So it's like why do I have to put an exact time on picking up this order if I'm there a little bit late and you've got all these other people and all this stuff. It's kind of crazy. So I made a complaint. They did make it right. So I'm still kind of hesitant of why in the world can't I just get free delivery to my house? Why do I have to walk over and go through this whole little elaborate thing to get to the one in Astoria to get chocolate covered strawberries but it's like okay I can go ahead and do that we'll deal with it so we'll get it done and I realized recently okay wait a minute I have food stamps I can go get myself Valentine's candy and I don't have to worry about when the candy goes on sale I could actually go get that stuff and it'll qualify and when you're by yourself and you're in a place that they actually give you some benefits and you don't eat a lot, it's kind of an advantage because then you're like, wait a sec, I can buy all kinds of stuff. I could buy the good olive oil. I could buy spices. I even informed some people about that because I discovered that when I had that before. So I like to share knowledge. I was doing a lot of that. In fact, I did some of that last week. I actually had a law student who reached out to me and asked me questions about my career and how I did it. And I was quite candid about it, and honestly, it's kind of warmed my heart a little bit because I've had people who, I guess they're Gen Zers, probably within that demographic, that some of the Gen Zers basically have the same attitude I did about working crazy hours and essentially working, you know, owner hours for zero equity. I'm like, good, some of these these people, you know, they're pushing back on things, and you should push back on some of that. Now, I think where we go a little too far, if somebody's like, oh, I don't want to work more than 40 hours a week, and I want 100K right away, and I've not earned my position, and I haven't shown that I've got a business case for that, yeah, I think we need to push back on some of that. Or if it's, oh, I don't want to do the basic duties of the job, it's like, okay, maybe that job is not for you. Like, you hate dealing with customers, and you've got a job where you've got to do customer service. Like, say you're going to be a server. Or you're working in retail as a sales associate or whatever job it is where you've got to deal with customer service, which, by the way, is many in society. In fact, I would venture to say that's most jobs in society. There's basically two options for you if you hate dealing with customers and you want to be mean to people. And it's like, don't work in retail. Don't work as a server. Don't do that stuff. Don't do something where you've got to earn tips for being nice to people if you don't like people. Just a little advice there. But I've always told people, if you hate people, there's only two jobs you could really do. You could be a bill collector or you could be an attorney. Now it takes a lot of years of schooling. You better make very good grades. You've got to deal with all kinds of BS and hullabaloo in order to become an attorney. And then some of the work environments you're dealing with as an attorney are actually worse than some of those retail jobs, believe it or not. Because some of these law firm owners, you can tell, obviously have never run a business. They don't have a concept of, you can't treat people like shit if you expect them to give their best work. You cannot treat potential clients like shit. You can't bail on your current clients. You can't drop the ball with them. You've got to be there. You've got to be a presence. you got to do the job. Otherwise, people get pissed off. They're going to file complaints against you. You're going to get negative reviews on every social media platform known to man. There's going to be word of mouth. And basically, you're going to be branded for life. Maybe you could reform a reputation. It's not easy to do. And people are going to get pissed and word is going to travel really fast. By the same token, if you're really good, and I mean superior, outstandingly good, I like to hope that word travels fast too. I mean, certainly I share that when people are providing me with good service. Or at least when they're not totally sucking. It's like everybody usually makes a comment if somebody's super amazing or if they're super terrible. So you want to be in the super amazing category if you're going to do a particular job. I feel like if you don't want to do it, why are you doing it? I mean, surely there's certain things that money is not enough for that, okay? <laughs> but generally speaking, attorneys are not expected to be everybody's buddy. And in fact, you don't want an attorney who's a marshmallow. You don't want somebody who every who's trying to be friends with everybody, who's trying not to make waves or rustle feathers. That's more the politician space, I'm sure. But that's not something you want to have in somebody who's representing you in a case or they're representing you in a contract dispute or a negotiation or whatever we're doing. It's like, nah, you need somebody who's going to be honest with you. You need somebody who's going to tell you the unpleasant truth. I mean, you'd like somebody to be nice about it, but that's not really the job of an attorney. And I've even informed people of this. I'm like, okay, you seem to have me confused with somebody who's a retail clerk. It's not my job to be nice to you. It's not my job to cater to your ego. It's my job to tell you facts. You might not like those facts. You got to deal with that. Even though surprisingly, I've actually had people tell me I was very nice, even though I'm an attorney. But I feel like bill collectors is another job where you could be a total asshole to people. And people either praise that or at the very least they don't condemn you for it because that's not really the purpose of the job. And I mean, I never worked as a bill collector, but I kind of feel like, okay, as an attorney, you're allowed to be an asshole. There's a latitude for that. Now, there are some people that other attorneys will say they are assholes, and these are attorneys that I don't personally wanna deal with because I think you can convey facts to people, you can lay down the law. You don't necessarily have to be an asshole about it. So I know how to do that stuff. There's a lot of people, however, who don't seem to know how to do it but I have lately been trying to look at this focus and it's been very funny in doing this new business that a lot of the concepts and a lot of the training and stuff are very similar to what I've been doing in Rewired. And in fact, I went to a program recently in Rewired where a big thing if you want to elevate in life and you wanna do stuff is your peer group. And another big element of that is having a coach and somebody to hold you accountable, to tell you things that you might not wanna hear that's gonna piss you off. But things that you need to hear about and things that you might need to change in your life. It's also not a coach's job to placate your ego and be your best buddy. They're supposed to be looking at your future self and how you can get to your future self. So if you're looking for best buddies and somebody to enable you, that's not what a coach does either. So perhaps that's another occupation where if you don't really like people or you don't want to deal with fake pleasantries and niceties, you can become a coach. Because then you get to tell people what they don't want to hear and that's actually your purpose. But I found it very interesting that a lot of the concepts I heard and a lot of the coaching going on, I'm like, I thought, how the hell am I going to afford that if you say coaches cost hundreds and thousands of dollars? How am I supposed to afford that? How are most people who don't have money, how are they going to do that? It's kind of a paradox, right? So, you know, it's kind of interesting that sometimes you hear that stuff and God will give, Right. Or the universe gives it or the flying spaghetti monster or whatever your deity of choice is sometimes you find that so i found it interesting i heard from my friend who I hadn't heard from in a while and i felt like you know i wish her well she's got a lot of crap she's had to deal with i didn't want to put my stuff on her i felt like that would not be appropriate but she contacts me and i'm like how are you what's going on you know how are, is everything okay that kind of thing And she was telling me things were going well and told me about this business and i'm like she's like you can do great in this and i have real confidence in you so i'm like okay i'll do this and i heard about the product and i'm like this is something that sounds interesting this is something that is actually useful in the marketplace we need this and this is something i can get behind so in the meantime i've been doing all this support and training and everything and i'm like okay i'm feeling myself getting a positive attitude and a positive outlook Being around these people, I need to be around these people (laughs) because my friend will kick my butt and other people will make me accountable and say, hey, you got to do this. You got to do that. So one of the things I've been working on today is I've been doing one of the things of getting prospects and adding that in and having my whole list prepared and getting that targeted. So come Monday morning, it's time to really hammer it out there. See what we can do. And that's kind of how I've done sales. As a matter of fact, when I did retail and things like that. Many of the jobs I had did not have formal commission. So actually when I worked at Godiva, they had sales goals. And they even had sales goals if you were working like two hours in a shift. You could be working like three or four hours, you could work a very short amount of time and they would have an exact sales goal that you should be meeting before you leave that shift. And the funny thing is I actually met or exceeded my sales goal every single day that I worked. And it wasn't really something that I set out or I planned to do. It was just something that happened. Like I kind of felt like with Godiva, you know, this is fine. You know, this is like fine chocolate. So they did training on how to do add ons and the things that you say to customers. And some people were like, oh, you're a very good salesperson. And, you know, I would usually be polite and I would kind of integrate that training into me as a person and my personality. And I was just like, you know what? It's really good chocolate. I had faith in the product. I trusted the product. And I don't know, it just always happened. I would meet or exceed it. And I was like, I'm not even trying. I didn't feel like I was trying all that hard. I didn't feel like, oh, I've got to be desperate. And I've got to make these sales. And I got to do that stuff. So I didn't have that air of desperation around me, I suppose. And they also say if you want to get stuff, you don't want to have an air of desperation around you. Because that is a turn off to people People don't want to deal with that. They feel like, oh, what's this inferior thing you're trying to, swap, trying to, you know, foist upon me. So, I'm like, that was just interesting when I did that. And I was like, I wasn't even trying to be on commission. I'm not trying to make sales. It's just something I enjoy doing and it's something that's fun. So, I'm trying to approach this business in a similar way. And I've talked to other people and they've said that's how... The business is designed and that's how it operates so i'm like okay this actually is a business that i think i can get behind it's something i'm comfortable with so that's something i look forward to and we're going to see what happens and it's like okay if we can start having the things that you can have as you do more in this business i'll be quite happy with that i don't know about committing to a full-time schedule i have other things going on in fact i have so many things i have to follow up with but Those are things that I'm like, okay, at least I have that. That's distracting me from this stress of, oh, I didn't hear about this job. Oh, I didn't hear about this interview. What's going on here? What's going on there? So I'm like, that's one positive. That's one big positive that I can take away from this situation is that, number one, I have paid for a useful service. And number two, I have taken away some of the stress and the worry about, oh, I didn't hear about this. Oh, I didn't hear about that. What's going on? What about this? What if they've rejected me? What if they forgot? So That's been a better thing and probably better in terms of getting the universe to do things and having momentum and things happening. So that's a plus. But I actually had an unexpected conversation with someone and I've had a few unexpected conversations with recruiters, believe it or not. And I've been battling to get a law school transcript and I felt like this one recruiter I spoke with would actually fight for me and would advocate and say, you know what, this person has industry experience If you are indeed committed to diversity and inclusion, you need to look at this person's industry experience. You need to look at their personality, where they came from, and what they battled to get there, rather than just ending the discussion based on where they went to law school, what their GPA was, and, oh, their GPA wasn't high enough. But keep in mind that law school is graded on a curve. It's not graded based on your individual effort. It's graded on how much your class... You know how much your classmates have money to pay for study guides and private tutoring, which you might not have that kind of money. So it's not really a fair, it's not really a fair race, and it's not really a fair competition in my book. So personally, this is why I don't hold a lot of weight with, oh, where'd you go to law school? Were you working at this big law firm and all that stuff? And I find it ridiculous that some of these companies have that as a requirement because these firms don't actually look at that whole story. So when they're not looking at that whole story and you basically have this very limited applicant pool, then you're hiring for this other job based on this very limited applicant pool. It's like, don't talk to me about diversity and inclusion and equity and all that stuff. It's like, please don't waste my time. You are bothering me. You're just being a massive hypocrite. It gets on my nerves. So I felt like with this one job opportunity, I'm like, if they're sincere about that, then they probably really should talk to me. Because I can tell you an earful about that stuff. And I know other people that have lived those experiences. They've probably encountered the same thing. Of not having a credit worthy co-signer. Not having a war chest. Not having a trust fund. Not having a means to do that stuff. Unless they want to become hookers and drug dealers. Which I don't think anybody should have to do that. If you want to work in the adult industry. You want to become a sex worker. That should be your choice. That should be something you're choosing to do. Even though personally it's not a choice I would make, I feel like it's not particularly wise because there's the whole disease aspect. Many of those people are dealing with substance abuse issues. And frankly, if you're going on substances, you should ask yourself, why do I need to be on substances to go do my job? Why in the world am I having that disconnect? It should be something that you enjoy doing. It should be something that you don't need drugs and alcohol and all that stuff just to get through the day. I mean, there's a lot of lawyers who drink, and I think a big reason a lot of them do it is because they need that to get through the day because their job sucks. And there are many attorneys out there who will tell you that their job is very stressful, their job sucks, it's frustrating, and that is why they are drinking. That is why they are doing drugs, smoking, whatever it is. In fact, I left a nightmare law firm because I didn't want to end up like that because all my coworkers were. A lot of my coworkers are like chain smokers and massive drinkers. And it was like, that is not where I want to go. So I feel like that is definitely something that I am, that is something I'm excited about this new business. And I've been trying to change some of my focus on things. And I said, okay, dating stuff, we'll see what happens. If it comes, it comes. I'm kind of like that with sales stuff too and anything else in life. I say, play it out as best you can, see what happens. If you get something great, if you don't, you don't. So I've had so many little other projects I'm doing as well. So I feel like I've got all this momentum and I'm like, now we just need something to kick in and get results. We just need that to click. We'll see what happens. So I've been very much been in a wait and see, but I adore having my kitty cats. And I've been so happy being in my apartment and feeling like, wow, I just am very lucky. There's so many things I have that a lot of people don't. I wouldn't say that's everything and certainly there's always room for improvement as I think any of us would say but I think gratitude is very important and appreciating where you are and looking at the things you do have that's a good thing.